when you are skilled at something and you don't believe in wavering, as I say, I never waver. I will never waver. That has absolutely nothing to do with me. I can't take credit for that. I cannot. That is the ancestors before me guiding me and giving me the directional road and which way to go. The connection um, that I think uh, me and you can kind of gravitate on is that connection of culture and art and, uh, and how we're both trying to do that. Simultaneously, you with the, with the self-expression project, me with the foundation. So that I've met recently. His name is Fidesz, uh, DJ Fidesz from uh, Fidesz Designs, and he's on the show with me today. So, uh, Fidesz, what's going on, man? How's it going? What's good, brother? Everything's good. How about yourself? Not bad, not bad. Um, so, you know, we, we were talking, you know, you, you uh, um, have a t-shirt company called Fidesz Designs. Uh, you want to talk a little about it? Oh, definitely, definitely. So, I started printing shirts in 92 and the problem that i had was every single time i went to get shirts printed they wanted me to make 36 shirts to 144 and somebody was just starting that's a steep number you know yeah. so i figured to start something where you can just get one shirt for a mock-up and then come back and get a dozen shirts if you wanted to i felt like that was just you know one of those things that everybody needed coming from where i came from and that's what started the whole thing Cool, cool. Uh, so, Fidesz Designs, um, where, where's the, where's the name come from, and what what are the kind of things that we'll you know we'll see on the site if we go check it out? Oh, good questions, good questions. Okay, so Fidesz means to seek, and basically, I'm just I'm out to seek my own creativity, my own self expression. If you go to the website, every single shirt has a story behind it. I don't just sit and design, you know, no, no disrespect to anyone else, but I just don't sit and design stuff. I sit and meditate within a moment and whatever comes to me, I take that challenge. I journey into it, create something, and exactly what I was thinking at that moment is what I put next to the shirt. So you're buying an adventure as opposed to just a print. So every single shirt that you do comes from you yourself? Yes, sir. And every once in a while, somebody might come to me with a collaboration. They might give me an idea, and they're like, hey, I sketched this. You know, what can you add to this? And for those, I always put the person's name in there. I always want to give credit where it's due. Have you collaborated with, like, a lot of um, uh, other creators before? Yeah, 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 yeah. I collaborated from, from oh, man, from here, people to with people in Connecticut, New York, California, China, uh, let's see, um, New Hampshire, <laughs> and about to be with you. So I'm oh, yeah, yeah. just to just cover the globe with creativity. So me, when uh, when uh, Fidesz says that um, we're uh, we're working together, that is true. We are working on an oddball foundation project. Um, could be a possible T-shirt. Could be a possible collaboration, a showcase down the line. See, the cool thing about Fidesz is that. Um, I, I, let's go into the backstory of how I met Fidesz. So um, 15, 15 years ago, I was on the train and I was riding, um, uh, I was riding on, uh, on, my, on the train um, 
and I ran into someone, and I think it might have been you for days. Um, it must have been because um, he was from Lost Unknown. The person was from Lost Unknown. I was talking to him, and he was, and, and I don't know if I saw him perform or something. But anyway, um, he gave me a sticker of a Lost Unknown, and little do I know, or do I find out. Last week, I'm speaking with the lovely Liza Zayas of the Underground Garden from Oddball Magazine. Yes, yes. Yes, and she's a personal friend of Fidesz, and she says, you have to meet this person, Fidesz. I think you have a lot in common. So me and Fidesz started talking, and what do you know, we have a lot in common. Fidesz was the person that I met 15 years ago who was telling me about Lost Unknown. Fidesz, what is Lost Unknown? Oh, man. It goes so far back. It goes back, right? It goes back. So, (laughs) yeah. It started with a marker and it blew up into a a movement pretty much from 90, wow, what was it? It was was, was like early 80s, uh, late 90s, early 80s. And basically, I would just go to competitions and battle people. And people heard about me, so we started getting up and we battled each other and we had the same drive. So it was a B-Boy crew and then it was an MC crew, then it was a graffiti crew, and then we had a DJ crew. It was just really crazy. It just kept shifting. And that was a beautiful thing about it. And then we just said, you know what? It's just going to be about us doing our thing. So we just travel everywhere. Everybody knew us. And the idea was just to bring people together through, you know, the street culture. Yeah. And that lasted for about, wow, uh, like 20 years. I think it was like, yeah, it was like, 18 to 20 years and then it switched to the self-expression project because the group just broke up yeah people went to college people bought houses people got married you know yeah you know, yep. people moved on and i stuck with it it was my baby but what i did was i changed it to self-expression and that just opened up an entirely new door and and yeah go ahead and i just got into speaking like uh, it it forms on its own I can't even say that I sit down and plan out how this is going to work. It literally forms on its own and it just turned from DJing right into speaking. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that it's, that's the fun part about this. It's just this never ending journey through the seas and you're just, you know, dropping off different information at land and then you take other information, get back on, you know, hit those waves again. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I completely understand um you know what it's like uh to have a project like lost unknown because i have oddball magazine and we both created our our ideas from sketches um and just yes sir. You, know, you 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 uh hold on to it you know you might uh you might pivot you know uh from the loss of loss unknown to self-expression project and with the self-expression project, you still pretty much kept the logo of Lost Unknown. Um, but the thing is, the cool thing, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, I mean, you still have the Lost Unknown logo. The, the logo stays. Yeah, yes. yeah. All right, so the so, changed, but the logo and the mission stayed. Exactly, right. So, so when you say... So it's an evolution. So you went from Lost Unknown to the self-expression project. I went from Oddball Magazine to the Oddball Foundation. They are the, we're basically the self-expression project and Oddball Foundation are, have the same similar mission of uh, creating culture through art. Um, and that was the connection um, 
that I think uh, me and you can kind of gravitate on is that connection of culture and art and, uh, and how we're both trying to do that. Simultaneously, you with the, with the self-expression project, me with the foundation. So it makes so, sense. So you know, I agree. You know? So going back to motivational speaking, um, you know, that was another thing we vibed on. Uh, you know, we're big, I, I'm big into motivational speaking. I, I, I think it, although I'm not necessarily a motivational speaker, I, uh, I enjoy the hearing motivational speaking from, you know, we talked about some of the, some of the people that I really look up to, you know, Tom Bilyeu and Les Brown and, and David Goggins and, and those guys. And, and, um, and, and you have a similar style uh, where you use motivational speaking um, very, very, I mean, very often, and, but you do it in a different way. So how, like, how do you, how, how is your, how is your, what, what is your style like when you do motivating? Well, another good question. <laughs> the, the, I think this is the first, yeah, this is the first interview where I'm actually dropping this story. So I would DJ events and I'll be the shyest guy DJing events because I just wanted to be laser focused on getting those mixes right. And then later on, I found out it's not really about the mixes, it's just about keeping the crowd going. So I had my head in the computer and wasn't paying attention to what was going on. And then when you, you know, you get into weddings, you transition into weddings and you can't do that. You need to see what's going on. So one of the guys that I was DJing with and he was showing me the ropes, he said, you have to feel out the music. And I had no idea what he was talking about. And we were down in, I think it's like the Plaza Hotel downtown. Mm -hmm. And he said, all right, this is what I want you to do. He said, ladies and gentlemen, at this moment, the, what did he say? Ladies and gentlemen, at this moment, dinner will be served. So he handed it to me and he said, don't tell everybody, my man has something to tell you. And I looked at the crowd and I was like, uh. <laughs> 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 and I froze. But then, you know, that following week I went out and got a mic and I started speaking a little bit more here and more there. And then I got to the point where, to make a long story short, I got to the point where I was more relaxed and I got to speak at, you know, bigger events and at schools. The funny thing about that was, the DJing and the dancing kind of interacted with each other once it clicked because there would be people in a dance scene that we would do shows with and they'd be late. So I just get up and go, Oh, this is part of the show. And I make up something right on the spot, get yeah. people laughing. Then that person would come in and we dance. Yes. And once that clicked yeah. with the DJing, I was good to go. So that's how the speaking came about. Yeah. I can kind of relate to that. The whole, <laughs> someone being late, um, you're, you're kind of emceeing an event and you're like, you're, uh, you know, the, the people aren't there yet. And you're like, da -da 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 -da, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah, exactly. <laughs> for my next trick, uh, you know, uh, you yes. know, that kind of thing. You're like, so exactly, a lot of things happening exactly in the news today, you know, that kind of thing. And you're like, uh, <laughs> you hear the crickets, like, uh, Chad does a very, very good, very good cricket impression. I can't do it, but I don't know how he does it. <laughs> you know, but like, have you, I, I remember being at, um, Johnny D's and, and I was able to get a, like, it was called the decompression sessions. I loved it. Love the title decompression sessions. Nice. Want to roll with it. Still want to roll with it. Maybe we'll do some with the oddball foundation called the decompression sessions. But it was, Sounds it was, cool. it was Sundays. It was the end of the, end of the week. And what we would do is, uh, it was basically, you can fill this fill this uh, place and do whatever you want. So uh, I tried to. I tried to fill the place. 
Uh, I offer, I, I, I was like, you know, decompression sessions, please come, you know, come, come to this events, you know, uh, you know, open mic as long as we want. <laughs> we got, we got, we got the stage for, 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 you know, Johnny D's for like, what, like four hours. It was just like me and like another person. And, and, and thankfully this other person was my friend Jackie and she is hell of an entertainer, but it was just like, all right. And next Jackie. And after Jackie, me, and then Jackie, and then after that, <laughs> me. <laughs> you, know, oh, kind of, you know, so like I, I <laughs> so you know how it is when like you're like you, you try and set up an event, and you're like, ah, oh, yeah, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be ten, ten entertainers. It's gonna be you know this clowns, trapeze, the other thing, you know, like sword swallowers, all this kind of stuff, everything, you know, <laughs> fire breathers, and all of a sudden it's like da 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 da. <clears throat> uh, is this exactly. thing on? Um, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so that's 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 exactly um, how I ended up becoming more of a speaker because of basically being propelled into having to do it in front of an audience. Um, yes, thrown to the wolves. Yes, thrown to the wolves. So it sounds like that's kind of what happened with you. Um, yes, sir. You know, you were thrown into the wolves, and it's a, it's a very it's it's that very um it's that scene like in in all those movies when you know the person comes out onto the stage and the audience is just really quiet, and then like they laugh for a second, you know, and then like he you know the mic like it, it does that feedback thing that awkward feedback thing oh, you know, and then all of a sudden yes. you know it just and then at the end you get the slow clap. That's like the nail on a coffin always. Yeah, yeah. So you get the slow clap, the full clap. I mean, I've always wanted that slow clap to the full clap, to the cheers, to the applause. Um, yes. But, oh, my God, that slow clap. For days, you ever gotten the slow clap that was just a slow clap and that was it? Yes. Like one person. There's hundreds of people in the audience and there's one person. <laughs> One part that just felt bad for you. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. It's, it, it's tough. It's tough, but that that's how it is. But the thing is, that is not the case anymore because um, I, <laughs> I have a podcast. So no one can – this is not a live <laughs> studio audience right now. So there's none of those crickets or anything like that. That's just, just me and the microphone and for days on the other yes. line just, just, just chatting away, just chatting away. Um, so tell me, when, when you first started DJing, all right, all right, what came first? All right, so let's let's go back. So breaking, break dancing, dancing, right? Break dancing and dancing is that? Now, when you break, are you break dancing? Are you dancing? Is there a little difference or? Um, well, so break dancing was as far as I'm, you know, as far as I'm told from the people that I came up with was the Hollywood term of it because mm-hmm. breaking. Basically, when you're DJing, you break on a break. Yes. So yeah. the DJ's pulling it back. He plays that hot part, and he just keeps playing it, and you're rocking. What we were doing is we were street dancing. Okay. That was just street culture. So we called it street dance. So when people say breaking to me, I'm like, oh, that's cool. You know, I'm a street dancer, but, you know, that's what's up. And street dance covers a whole different realm of it. That means that you battle on concrete. That means that you trained on concrete. I mean, that there was no studios, no hardwood floors, no pretty mirrors, no music. You had a boom box, rain, sleet, snow. Yeah. Okay. That was it. So it's a whole different realm. It's, you know, you have people who train in a dojo 
and then you have people who train outside and they kick bamboo. They are not one of the same. <laughs> so, well, yeah, it, it was it was the dancing first, and then way way later came the DJ. Okay, okay. Now let's talk about that. You have gone from from a student to a mentor. What it would be fair to say because you also had uh, have had have. Tell me about the dojo a little bit. You talk about the dojo a lot when we talk. What is the dojo? And tell me about that. So the dojo, there was there was a spot. That was the first dojo. That was in Somerville. It's called the Self Expression Center. Yes. And actually, that was the second one. I'm now currently in the third. The first one okay. was in the suburbs, and we got one person to show up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the second one, that was that was the crickets for space. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, one, yes. Yeah, we we did the Self Expression Center in Somerville, and that was open for three years. And that was crazy. That was we redid everything from the floor up. We literally redid everything. That and sounds the third amazing. one now is pretty much for printing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's pretty much for printing right now, and then it's going to change and evolve into more things. Mm. The printing is supposed to be a way to just you know get your mind right get rebalanced, refocus, and get your creativity up. Okay. You know, and the other part of it is just to keep kids off the streets, away from, you know, harmful things and harmful people. So would you say one of your true passions right now um, has evolved from taking the art culture and now you are creating the art culture through screen printing? Yes. Yes, yes. Let's talk a little bit about screen printing because I've always I've always been fascinated by this kind of it's kind of an, it's, it's an art it's art it's art it's a process. Um, one of the cool things about publishing, right? Just in general, um, publishing and printing. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get geeky for a second. So Let's do it. for um, the reason the reason why I enjoy having a magazine back in the day was because I was obsessed with the publishing process. Um, printing, I don't know, for some reason there's something cool about a printing machine, binding, collating, you know, putting together the images, um, designing. I'm like obsessed with learning, wanting to learn Adobe InDesign and Illustrator and Photoshop and stuff like that. Um, yes, yes. You know, one of the things I want to do with the foundation is create the Oddball Review. Um, and, you know, uh, stay tuned on that, folks. We are going to be creating an Oddball Review, which is basically um oddball but it'll be a quarterly publication um more of the more of the more of the better oddball magazine content that you you've really gone to like a lot but you'll be getting it in the palm of your hands um so the thing about the thing about printing that i just really like i just like the idea of creating something printing it um printing it collating it stapling it Back in the day, it was go to the printing press, and you know, or or to the copy machine, and just just do it, you know, figure it out, you know, figure out how to make this thing four sided, and just, you know, what I mean, I loved yes. it, I loved it. I don't know, man. Like, there's a there's a funny thing about zine, zine culture, and I guess that would I would would say that, it, um, I wouldn't say that I'm actually, I was in the realm of zine culture, okay. There is a very successful zine scene, very successful. And it puts stuff like what I did with Oddball Magazine, creating only five or six or seven, um, you know, issues 
about about seven issues over the years before I went on to 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 online. There's people who put together zines that are amazing, and they don't care about they don't care about the the esteem. They don't care about the um, the accolades of putting together a, a mag- magazine. They just are putting together something. You know, they're, they're, they're punk presses. It's awesome. You know, you, you got you got these punk zines, you know? And there's something I've always just appreciated about creating your own your own art. Um, and for that being said, uh, that's why I like publishing. Um, I like publishing presses. I like, I like that kind of thing. So having a magazine, there's just something cool about producing something that you can hold in your hand and you can read. Um, yes. now I do it online. It's not the same thing now, but that's why I'm saying I'd like to go to that oddball review, which is that, that handheld thing. Now you create you by create, by using screen prints, you are creating your own, um, culture the way that I'm that the, the obsession that I have with printing uh, does that come off a little bit in the screen printing, which is, you know, printing and printing. So, um, yes, yes, it's, it's exactly the same. It's the, the crazy thing about it is if you can't figure this is the fun part, this is the meditative part for me and it drives others crazy. And I think that's why I love it. It's, you know, it's like one of those movies where you're on a mission and only you can figure it out because nobody else is around you. You know, so you, you go into that, that kid mindset and you figure something out. And at the end of it, you're like, you can almost hear the music that's not there, where it sounds like the glorious music of a, you know, a, a hero has arisen. And, mm-hmm. and, and once you figure that out, that just opens up other doors. Like you always, you know, it's the same as playing video games. You get to a certain level and it opens up and you get a gym and the door opens and you move on. That's what it's about. So the thing that I, I I'm just so driven about with printing is there's always another way to do it. Like there's not just one way, you know, there's certain things that you do and this is how you do it. This is the exact way to do it with printing. There's so many different ways to do it. So it just keeps you busy because you know, all right, this is one way. There's 99 other ways possibly that you can do that. And that's the beauty of it. That's what keeps me in it. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was really well said. Um, when you say about completing something or learning a new skill, um, you know, you, all right, let's go back to it. You probably didn't know how to screen print at first, right? (laughs) I didn't even know how they did it. (laughs) Yeah. I just knew that I went, you know, I went into the place, I gave them the artwork or emailed them the artwork, paid for it. And I came back and I got a box with that design on the shirts. Yep. I knew nothing about it. And that went on for decades, literally. And then one day I walked into the guy's shop who's actually about to start showing me the way. Okay. And he was doing it and I just, I just stood there froze. And that's when I knew at some point, you know, you know how you beat somebody. Yeah. And in your mind, you're saying, yeah, we're, we're definitely going to be really good friends at some point in life. Yeah. You just know it because that energy just, you know, it clicks. And that's what happened when I saw it, you know, shirt comes off the press the ink is still warm i watched that happen yeah it's just something about it's still yes. warm <laughs> was it like an aha moment for you was it like a oh my god this that's, is amazing 
that's the funny thing. It really wasn't for the simple fact that I just didn't think that I would have the time to do it. I was always dancing, battling somebody. I always wanted to battle somebody. I was always practicing. I was always working on moves. So in my mind, I was saying, nah, you know, I'll get around to it. And then one day, oh, there was another part that I completely forgot about. So the printing came to mind when I was going on vacation and I was asked to make shirts. <laughs> I was asked to make shirts and the event was the next day. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's... Everybody's going away the next day. So yeah. I make the shirts and I'm like, yeah, I did it. Woo! And I've never in my life seen this done. Not even on YouTube, but I'm going to see it on YouTube. Now. It was just not my time to get into all that. Every time I watched something on YouTube, it was to do with DJing. Yeah. You know, that's what my mind was. Well, I made the shirts after the last shirt was on its way to be done. Like, you know, you're setting up everything. You set it all up. You get it ready. Did all the shirts. The very last shirt, I realized the imprint was backwards. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. Every single shirt. Yeah. Backwards. Yeah. So that was my aha moment. Because in my mind, I'm saying, okay, people do this. I can do this. Why did I do it backwards? And that snowballed. And here we are now to this day. If I would have did that the right way, I don't think I would have gotten to printing. That's the truth. Oh, wow. Put them backwards. I don't think I would have gotten to print. So maybe that was one of the more valuable lessons that you've actually learned, um, you know, um, by, by, by doing that, you realize, Absolutely. hold on, there's a little bit more, um, uh, there's a little bit more of a, a respect to this art form. Um, you know, you, you, you know, like you're not just going to jump and, and, and you're not going to, you're not going to dunk on your first shot. You know, you know what I mean? You, you're not, um, oh, no. <laughs> you know, like for instance, like I, I'm, I'm not a writer because I just, I mean, I can't imagine just starting writing and being really good at it without just years and years and years of of practice. I don't know how you can just. My my practice was therapy, honestly. To be honest with you, for days, I mean, a lot of it was uh, the um, the writings, the, the 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 writings of what was going on in my life. Um, I have notebooks and notebooks and notebooks and notebooks, and and you know I'm going to go back to that break that breaks uh, the, the 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 street dancing scene for a second. One of those notebooks I have has that has that lost unknown um, sticker on it, and that must have been you know, and that was a, a a notebook that I filled from page one to to the end of the composition notebook full of poems. Yes, um, sir. You know, so so. Just like um, printing is an art form, street dance. I mean, you know, you know, it is also an art form, a talent. It takes a long time to develop. Let's go back. Let's go way back. What was it like? What, what do you remember the song you listened to? Do you remember what it was that you were doing that you were like, "Hey, let's do this. Let's do this in the streets. Let's try this out." What were you listening to? What was the scene like? Uh, can oh, you can man. you play it out for me? Okay, so I watched, I, I'll never forget this. I watched Billie Jean. Ooh. When you were a kid, Bill, yeah. Michael Jackson, Billie Jean. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 that was probably the greatest, greatest uh, representation of dancing at that time. Um, oh, man. That video. And, yeah. 
And yeah, and when you're a kid, I mean, you actually think that he's lighting up the floor. Yes, <laughs> I mean, I yes, like, you do. This yeah. guy's lighting up the floor. Who is this guy? I just, it, it just blew my mind. Even when the video went off, I just, it's like I couldn't get that out of my head. This guy dances and lights up the floor. That's amazing. How did he, how long did it take? You know, I was thinking, yeah, how long yeah, did it yeah. take? And here I am. I'm, what am I? I'm like 14. I think it was like 12 or 14. It was, it was one of those 12 or 14. I go to a competition and the, the family member that brought me there, they wanted to shop. So they left me there. So everybody else is with their parents getting coached and they look at me and they're like, Hey kid, it's your turn. So I get on stage, they put an MC hammer and I can't even tell you what I did. I just know that I didn't make it to the finals. I didn't win. And it was, it was a bad day. Okay. And that's when it happened. That's when I said to myself, people are going to know me, you know, it just, you know, in a kid's way, I just wanted to be known. Like people are going to know me. And that's when it started. And I didn't stop. I haven't stopped since. That's, that's, that's amazing. That's, uh, that's inspiring. When you were, um, when you, so you were, you were, you were dancing all the way through, through high school, um, and, 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 uh, through middle school as well. Yes, sir. So middle school was more like, you know, I was silly, you know, you don't, you don't really, you don't think about confidence in middle school too much. You're just like, Hey buddy, what's up? Ha ha. You do things and you have fun yeah. in high school. Okay. So this, this, this is where the, the high waves come in. I'll say yes, yes. <laughs> you, you get it. You get, you get to know the temperature of those waters. Yes. You know, the water's crashing into you. Yes. You yes. know, you get to know if, you know, you, are you okay to be on a boat or not? Do right. you get motion sickness? You know, can you really dance? And it was these guys and they were, it, it was crazy because you go to the school dance and you want to arrive late and, you know, it's, it's really dark when you walk and you hear, oh, yeah, whoa, and you see these circles and you turn in the heads and you walk through the crowd and then you see people dancing and there's these two dudes and they're just throwing down. I mean, the synchronicity is insane. Yeah, yeah. And I'm there to dance. I'm there. I'm like, I'm going to throw it down. Once I saw them, same thing with shows. At the end of the night, you know, I danced, but people were already walking away from the circle, so I didn't make a big deal. Another moment, I'm like, oh, this sucks. Mm. Then I, I got into, what was it? It was a high school in the suburbs. And they were like, all right, if anybody can dance, you know, just come out, do your thing. And it wasn't as much competition. So I just went out and, you know, I was just playing around and people, you know, they were acceptable to it. They're like, oh, that's cool. And then it happened again when I went to New York. Okay. And <laughs> I was in New York and it was a, it was like one of the big, big events in New York. And I'm telling myself, all right, it's four hours of traffic, hour of parking, 30 minutes of walk, and I'm going to throw down no matter what. And when I looked in that circle, I... I've seen lions and tigers and bears on a dance floor, but these are dragons. Wow. Yeah. These are dra these dudes, they were doing stuff that I literally was telling myself, that's not possible. That's not possible. He, he did not just do that. So when you're seeing things that you don't even believe is happening before your eyes, you, you're definitely not going in a circle. 
and I didn't go in the circle. And then this girl, this super hot girl, walks up and she goes with this accent, do you dance? And I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> she was like, you're going to dance? And I was like, well, today, uh, <laughs> I had no excuse. And I just went back to literally, I didn't even finish what I was saying. I just went back to watching these guys. And that was the deciding factor in me creating who I was as a personality. I told myself that I was just going to be savage on a dance floor. And the whole way back to New York, I was heated. I practiced day in and day out and day in and day out. Damn. And the next event I went to, I battled and I got toasted. And it happened at least a hundred times. <laughs> but right. what I didn't realize is that people were watching me. And being tall was never, I, I, you know what, to, to be completely 100, it was that I was tall. And people would be like, dude, your feet are too big. You're too tall. It's never going to work. And that mm. really played a part mm-hmm. with me, you know, procrastinating and hesitating. But that one day in New York changed everything. And I started battling and I must have got smoked a hundred times, literally, not even close. And then um, something really crazy happened. And I was like, wow, like, I can't believe I'm still alive. And that's when I devoted everything to dance. Damn. That, yeah, that's when things changed. That's when I would jump in a circle. I wouldn't care if I messed up. I wouldn't care if somebody beat me. I wouldn't care if I was embarrassed. I, I wouldn't care if I was offbeat. It didn't matter. It just didn't matter. And I would come home, and I mean, bro, I have photos somewhere where I'm literally bloody, like I'm bleeding through my clothes because I went so hard on concrete. Wow. I just refused to let that moment happen again the next time I went to New York. I refused. Oh, wow. So I trained and trained and trained and trained. I think a, a year later, I went to New York and I still got smoked, but I went out and the same crew that I saw the first time I went to New York and I couldn't move. It was like, I couldn't move. They were so tight. It was so like, they were ridiculous. They walked up and they were like, Oh, yo, what's up, man? Props, bro. We see you. And that ignited the fire. Like that was the fire. Yeah. When yeah. they walked over and was just like, yo, keep doing your thing, man. We see you. Cause when somebody says that clearly they're like, you get good enough and you can roll with us. Yeah. That flame was ignited. But I, I trained, literally, I trained so I couldn't move. Damn. And I eventually got down with that crew. And when I got down with that crew, I got smoked again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, getting battled into a crew is, it's one of the greatest, most amazing, most scariest, most embarrassing, most humbling moments in your life. It's like walking into a, you know, a martial arts dojo and getting beat down by a 10-year-old kid and not understanding what happened. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, somebody's grandparent walks over to you and they want to, you know, wrestle with you and they touch your hand and you're already in a submissive hold. Yeah. What happened? And in dance, that's what happens. If you are not in your own zone, if you don't become one with the music, if you are not able to create your own realm, you ask yourself after the battle, what happened? Huh. Wow. Um, my my breath my breath my thoughts my everything's just been taken away. I think uh, I think now is a good time to to go to break. Um, I want to keep on talking to for days about about uh, his 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 life, um, his style, uh, the the dance uh, uh, scene that he that he he knows and loves and uh, that, that I mean I, there's a, the the sheer perseverance it takes to um to rise up to be uh you know one of the best and i think it's it's a it's an amazing it's an amazing story uh we'll be right back uh, this is what's going on with oddball magazine 
Hey there, all you mammals and Martians. This is Prof from The Oddball Show. If you've been tuning into our preposterous podcast and like what you've been hearing, why not pop over to iTunes and leave us a review? iTunes not your thing? Well, then come on over and follow us on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play Music, and Buzzsprout. Learn more about who we are at oddballmagazine.com and jplineproductions.com. Link up with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Send us a tasteful yet inspiring postcard, or just give us a holler in your nearest CB radio, good buddy. On behalf of Jason Wright and myself, thanks for listening to The Oddball hey, Show. Hey, Ray, this is uh, Jason, tuned. and uh, if you're enjoying uh, uh, talking to Fidesz, uh, you know, check out The Oddball Show uh, more. Uh, we'd like to have Fidesz on the show some more uh, going forward, and uh, you know, I think he has an incredible uh, insight into, into um into life and that I really gain uh, the, the energy. I, I just, uh, I just feel like uh, uh, the energy is there with me and Fidesz. So hopefully you'll see him again on the oddball show uh, in, in the future. Um, but right now let's talk about what's going on with oddball magazine, oddball foundation, oddball show right now. We, as I said, we're listening. We're, 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 we're right now we're uh, with Fidesz. Um, of upcoming shows uh, and past shows, we have, um, you know, Vermin Supreme. You can check him out, and you can also check out Lloyd Kaufman as well. Those are two last uh, podcasts uh, from season five, as well as a really uh, important conversation about suicide with uh, with um, AFSP's uh, David O'Leary. Um, these are really cool important conversations that we have to have um some some are fun conversations like the ones that we have with uh, uh lloyd kaufman some are inspiring like the ones we have with for days but some of them just have to be had like the the ones about you know suicide and the, the real loss of uh, losing someone um where i mentioned losing my nephew um and uh, you know it's just something every time october pops up it reminds me that um you know, he was in intensive care for seven days before he lost his life to suicide, and it breaks my heart. So uh, that that suicide, that David O'Leary uh, podcast is uh, uh, tough to listen to, but it's all true. Um, and and uh, you know, stay tuned. We have more from the Oddball Show coming up. We uh, have a, an exclusive interview with Sage Francis uh, on the on the books and. Um, also, you can check out the interview with Tim Gager as well um, on our uh, uh, podcast uh, site. Um, yeah, if you like what, what, you, what you're hearing, leave us a review at uh, Apple, uh, Apple uh, Stitcher, all those fine podcasting platforms. Um, also, oddballmagazine.com is heading towards the horrorthon, which is um, we do that every we do that every Halloween, but now it is an election time and. Um, there's some real horror on the way. Hopefully we can mitigate the horror, <laughs> um, you know, but we do have a horror-thon on the way where we where we take our scariest poems, and these probably are probably about uh, 45 right now, um, you know, and uh, uh, his politics and stuff and how. Uh, so the horror-thon will be next week. You'll see that. Um, uh, and also... Uh, you know, we, we've been tributing the, the passing of Ruth Bader Ginsburg for, for the last few weeks on Oddball Magazine. Um, there's a lot of stuff talking about uh, her legacy um, and what, what that's like uh, to, to leave behind. Uh, there's a lot of COVID-themed work. Um, 
uh, a lot of work talking about social justice on our uh, on the website. But right now, uh, you'll look forward towards the horrorathon. It's going to be very entertaining. Um, so uh, today's Tuesday. So Incentives by Joshua Corwin was published. If you haven't checked out Joshua Corwin yet, he's one of our newest additions to Oddball Magazine. A hell of a guy, um, neurodiverse poet from LA, um, and uh, incredible. Um, I don't know, just a really talented person. I I was able to freestyle with him the other day, uh, and it was amazing. Uh, we'll be recording that, and uh, that'll be out eventually soon enough. Uh, finally, the foundation. Um, very proud to announce, uh, although it's not currently in the books yet but we are trying to do a event in november on the 21st and 22nd called future no future uh, we might um you know we are we're possibly doing it with the miracle project which would be amazing we have uh meetings with them tomorrow to talk about the logistics of the event and basically it's a workshop to talk about whether there is future or there is no future and whether or not um, and, and how to deal with that creatively. Um, uh, there'll be poetry workshops and open mics will be a fun time. So, uh, once again, if you like what we're doing at Audubon magazine, uh, you know, uh, check us out and feel free to submit, uh, some poetry to us. Um, uh, you know, photography, art, um, short stories, music, we have it all at Audubon magazine. We have a lot of content and we update daily shout out to Chad Parento for the hard work you do as associate editor. Um, yeah, so that's what's going on with Oddball Magazine, the Oddball Foundation, Oddball Show, and Oddball, and Oddball Publishing. We're working on getting uh, my, my latest book, Train of Thought, almost home, uh, almost out to everyone. So um, we'll be back with Fidesz of Fidesz Designs. Hey everybody, it's Jason. I'm back with Fidesz and uh, I hope you enjoyed that little break of what's going on with Oddball Magazine um, and the foundation. So, Fidesz, how you doing, man? Chilling, brother. Chilling. Good, good. Um, I really appreciate that story. Um, you know, uh, I, I, I call it battling. I call it battling, okay? Um, let's just say battling. Um, and getting up in any kind of thing, battling anything. Um, you know, we can we can talk about the the art forms of poetry slams, which um, are a battle. Uh, MC ciphers, which are a battle. Um, you know, street dance battles, competitions, dance competitions, um, graffiti. Well, it's all these are all these are all competitions. It's all culture. It's all beautiful. Um, one thing I've noticed, though, about poetry is that it's a solitary competition, um, and this is what I'm going to mean by that. Unless you are reading it out loud uh, or you are competing, it is a very solitary thing. Um, so when I was doing it um, back in the day and the last 25 years, um, I never – it's not like playing basketball, right? You, you know, you, 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 you shoot – you score, they, the, the, you know, you, you hit a freaking free throw, they cheer, you know? <laughs> you know, I've never had that, that feeling. I've always wanted that feeling, you know what I mean? And, and that, that, that goes back to some unresolved things about, you know, not playing basketball when I could have and all that kind of stuff. But 
the thing about poetry that I find absolutely beautiful and also tragic at the same time is that there are far more better poets in the world than me. There are far more better world, better poets than the best poets that have books about them. And those poets, sadly, they will never be seen. Um, because maybe they don't think that they're that good, or maybe they just they just shut it away. Um, one of the one of the things I always worry about, um, not worry about, I think I've been able to create um, create my own personality, I guess. Um, you know, I've always worried about a fire. Okay, for days, I've always worried about a fire just burning all of the works that I've ever done to the ground. Um, I've thought about that before, you know. Um, and I guess that's about leaving your legacy. That's about, um, you know, you know, the stuff that you've done. Are they, is it, is it uh, you know, but like the thing is, what I'm getting at is it takes perseverance for us to do these things um, and evolve with the culture. Um, and to, um, I'm not going to say I'm, I'm, I've been in awe by many poets. I've been in awe by many spoken word artists. Um, I think that, um, I'm very, very good at what I do. I've been doing it for a very long time. And, um, although I don't have those accolades, I don't have this, the, the, the accolades that some people might get, I still think that I've, I've reached a level because of the thousands and thousands and thousands of poems that I've written. Um, and, and, and that's a silent victory in a way. Um, no trophies, no, none of that kind of stuff. So what I'm getting at is it takes perseverance to take what you love and hold on to it. Um, and hold on to it and hold on to it and hold on to it. Like how you held on to all your dreams. I hold on to mine, all my, all my dreams. I hold on to, um, I have every single poem I've ever written for days all the way up to, yes, I do. I have every single poem I've ever written. And that's why you worry about, uh, you know, your notebooks just getting, you know, lost damaged in a move or something, you know? So I remember when I moved to, uh, Norton where I live now, I remember, I was like, I don't care about my clothes. I don't care about my CDs or any of that kind of stuff. My books. I was like, I swear to God, it was like this, like one container. I was like, please be careful with these. These are my, you know, my, my words. These are the, everything that I've, I've, I've created over the last 20 years, you know? Yes. So, I get that. so, you know, it's a long, long, long way to say that we've gone a far road, but I just want to say that I respect the road. Uh, and I want you to kind of talk about the road, the road of, um, of not giving up on what you love. And I think that's what I, um, want to focus this, this segment on, unless you have some stuff you want to talk about, like going, uh, you know, anything that you want to wrap or anything that you're, you know, is, is on the forefront that you want to talk about, but I kind of want to talk about, and if you do, just please just shout out whatever you have going on. Uh, oh no, this, this train took off and we're on a destination, so okay. let's just All stay right. on route. So let's talk about respecting the road that you that you refuse to give up. Let's talk about that. 
All right. I would have to give all props and credit to my ancestors and my grandmother. When you are skilled at something and you don't believe in wavering, as I say, I never waver. I will never waver. That has absolutely nothing to do with me. I can't take credit for that. I cannot. That is the ancestors before me guiding me and giving me the directional road and which way to go. And my grandmother, you know, taking me out of foster homes and just showing me that if you want something, you go for it. Excuses is not gonna, you know, excuses won't pay the bills. <laughs> it just won't. So when she showed me that, it was just in my mind to keep going. And every single battle that I got into when they politic me, you know, I lost some competitions. That's cool, no problem. The ones that I knew I would have won if it wasn't for somebody, you know, being more known than me or, you know, if they weren't friends with the judges, that really heated me up. And I would call my grandmother on the way back from long events. You know, you, you spend 10 hours worth of gas in a car, you know, 10 hours worth of energy in a car, 10 hours worth of driving in a car just for somebody to win because of who they know. Mm. And I would drive home and just be, <laughs> I would be the human torch, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she would tell me, you know, just be patient. You know, this this may not be what you're supposed to be doing. And at that time, I didn't want to hear that. You know, dance is my life. I love it. Ah, you know? Yeah. And some people in the dancing, and you know, People could take out it one hit. This is the truth, and I'm willing to back it up. You know, about a one person or one hundred thousand people. After I say these words, there are, there's not enough people in the scene that want to hand the culture to the next generation. They want to hold on to it and grasp it and cover it for themselves, so it won't grow. Like anything you don't want, it won't grow. You know, so. I just realized after a good amount of time, the scene wasn't doing me any good. It wasn't giving me any sunlight. It wasn't trying to shed any kind of focus or respect in my direction. So I just let it go. And it's funny that we're, you know, speaking about this now because somebody asked me, are you still dancing? And I told them, and I really, I just left it alone. And the next three days after that, I've been sent pictures, videos, text messages, like all kinds of insane. And then it leads up to you asking this question. So somebody said, you know, this time when you come back, maybe it's not for you to come back and battle. Maybe it's for you to come back and do something else. And I've been really pondering that. Mm. You know, I've been really pondering that. But the, 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 the idea of never wavering, that has always been in me. That was, it's in, it's in all of us, to be honest. It's in every single last one of us. It's just you have to swim through the pond of doubt to get there. And it's cold, and it's murky, and it's dark, and it's muddy. <laughs> you know, and not everybody makes it across. So some individuals, they just, you know, they're good being on the other side of the pond, and that's where they stay. Mm. It's not wrong with that. Mm. Yeah, if you're willing to swim... You know, it's it's there. It's right. You can see it. You can see it clear across the pond. You can see it. Victory is waiting. So maybe and, the analogy is that we all start on one side of the pond, yes, and sir. it's your choice to get to the other side of the pond, which would be success or victory or a good life. 
Yes. And just like you said earlier, you know, going back to what you said earlier, it, you know, you don't have to be the greatest, the world renowned, get all the accolades or anything. Being great is actually holding on to all of your writings. Being great is actually respecting them. You know, being humble in your words. Being great is handing somebody a pen and paper and saying, hey, just let it all out. Oh, you never know. You, yeah. can, you can save somebody's life doing that. Just yeah. handing them a pen and paper. You never know what's going to come from that. Yeah. You know, yeah. and even if they ball it up, that's art. That's that's a start in the right direction. They didn't break nothing. Yeah. Now the paper's balled up. Maybe they'll become an architect. You know, you, you just never know. That's the amazing part about self-expression, an amazing part about creativity, an amazing part about communication. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so you know maybe maybe what you're saying is it's it kind of, I kind of just love exactly what you just said about here's a pen right you know here's a floor you know here's a street dance um, but if you don't know how to rock a mic I will teach you I'm not going to judge you and I'm not going to say or, or I'll learn from you we are mutual yes. we're on the same level I'll learn from you but maybe you'll learn something from me and maybe that maybe that'll be a good thing you know yes sir maybe 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 you, you maybe you have a sick rhyme scheme and you know how to like do things that I, I don't know how to do well maybe I am really good with metaphors and stuff like that and you need help with that. That it's it's a it's a combination of uh, of a collaboration, um, you know. Um, but the one thing about life is there's gonna be poets, there's gonna be dancers who are better than you, and who are not as good as you. And you, and in my opinion. I'm just like kind of like just talking about this right now. In my opinion, how I feel is that I will always be someone to collaborate with and not compete with. That's yes. it. I mean, I've 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 taken I've I've taken the the high road on many things. You know, I, I don't. I I would rather collaborate than compete. I guess is what I'm saying. Yes. Um, and I think that. I think that's the idea of, uh, of creating a community, um, you know, of, uh, creating a community, creating an art culture. Um, you know, battles are cool though. I mean, battles are cool. Competition is cool and it puffs up your chest and yeah, I get it. And maybe if I did battle a little bit, I would be more, I don't know, I guess, I guess I'd say, uh, I don't want to say brave. That's not the word. Um, and maybe I wouldn't be speaking to my therapist about my losses, <laughs> you know, um, and maybe, um, maybe that's right. Maybe there is a little bit of competition that I actually kind of need to do. And I mean, I think healthy competition is good. Um, I guess what I'm getting at is I feel, although I'd rather collaborate with people, Competition is also a good thing um, because you learn from it, but you it also stings when you lose, man. I'm just going to be honest with you. It stings when you lose. Mm -hmm. 
Um, it's things when you get rejected from a from a from a poetry um, from a from a magazine or for, from a journal. Uh, it's things when you don't win, and I think that's just the obvious. Um, let me ask you. I know I kind of went off on that. Let me give you let, give the the listeners advice. How do you get over that feeling of not always winning, or maybe not even winning that much, and 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 how to embrace? Like Denzel Washington say, embrace the suck. <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> embrace yeah. the fact that you're not going to be good at everything that you do. Embrace that you can, but you can get really good at some stuff. So, how I see it is, I was never battling with people. I was battling with myself. I never really cared about the fame and the fortune. This is something my grandmother actually guided me like i said it's all about the ancestors i never cared about the fame or the fortune or the spotlight or being cool or being a you know this guy that guy it was never about that it was about getting out there and never again feeling like i did when i was a kid at that mall mm. that's what it was about so when i realized that that's what made me go in a circle in new york for the first time i literally wrote something down in a book closed the book and it was two dudes battling in a circle. I walked in between both of them and started dancing. And how'd that go? Like that was the point. I just did not care. What what <laughs> what is it like to to just be? I'm gonna say, what's it like to be brave? What's it like to 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 to, to dance like no one's watching? I know that's a crazy thing to say, but what's oh, it like man, to dance all, like no one's watching? There's, there's no bravery in it. It it's more about. Being brave for your thoughts, being brave for your creativity, being brave for who you are. What what does someone have that you don't? There's right. one you in the world. Right, right. <laughs> you know, if you don't go out and dance, you took away from that circle. You didn't give. It took away. You could have added energy to the circle that could have motivated somebody else. It could have saved their life. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So when I get in the circle, I, you know... Say next year I go to an event. Yeah. And everybody's throwing down. Okay, I don't have to go out for that energy. I have my own energy to maintain. I came here with my energy. I don't have to use yours. I don't have to vibe off you. If you're in a heated mood with somebody else, that's y'all. I'm jumping in a circle doing my thing. Y'all come at me, I'm going to tell y'all there's direct traffic back to where y'all were. You know what I mean? My energy is not in there. So I'm going to go out, I'm going to do my thing because it might be somebody out there that want to dance that's really tall. Oh, I just told wow, can we go on dance? And then that starts their journey. Yeah. You could be a spark for somebody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You spark that, that engine starts going, those gears start turning, and now they're off on their own journey. And it's because of you. Yeah, yeah. So I, you know, there's, there's been events where I lost, and then people walk over and go, dude, you did not lose that. And I look at them and I go, I know, but the politics of it all. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Um, there's been times where people said that I won, and I argued with them and said, "No, I didn't. This person won." You know, it's all about honor. <laughs> it's all about honor. Mm. I agree that it is all about honor. It really, it really is. Um, you know, I, I think uh, bravery and honor are two of the biggest things that are, you know. Uh, 
I mean, it's, it's almost like we're knights, right? It's almost like we're, yeah, exactly. uh, you know, it's, it's like, well, I mean, I, I I always go back to those martial arts movies, you know, the, uh, I always go back, I, I've always felt of like that, that um, discipline and to learn, um, you know, the ancient art of, of, you know, martial arts and whatever they are. And there's always like, there's always philosophy behind, um, you know, we're talking like, you know, uh, from from the from the the Tao Te Ching and stuff like that. You know, where like yes, or or just to you know Bruce Lee be like water. You know, um, yes. all these things that that are are said. They they, I don't know. I, I really feel like um, West like Western no Eastern Eastern uh, Eastern culture. Um, you know, martial arts culture and stuff like that. Unlike, I mean, it's just it's just unreal, and I think it's all about uh, loyalty. It's all about bravery. It's all about honor. And I think those are all really three good characteristics. If any of my friends have loyalty, bravery, and honor, then they're my friends. You know, that those are good people. Um, Definitely. You know, I, don't, I feel like I agree. you know. So I don't know. A lot to think about. Um, so. Let's see how. Um, so well, we're coming down to the end of the hour here with uh, for days. We we uh, have learned a lot about uh, you know for days. What's 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 new? What's well? Maybe we could talk a little bit about um, the collaboration with the Oddball Foundation. I know we're just kind of peppering that idea out there, but maybe we can talk about it. Or uh, what are some other you know events that that the Self Expression Project is like coming up with, or, or something like what 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 are your what are some of your uh, dreams for the future for the Self Expression Project or the collaboration with the Foundation or, or or whatever? Well, it's funny you ask because I'm actually working on interviewing people. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be a podcast or a YouTube clip or what have you, but I just have so many people, like you said, you know, you said you want to hand somebody a pen. Mm-hmm. You know, I said, if you go out and dance, then that's going to motivate somebody. So what would happen if I interviewed someone and then sent that interview to someone who did the same thing? They're in a bad mood. They just broke up with somebody. They just lost their job. They just moved out of the house and went to college and they feel pushed out of their comfort zone. And then they hear this person or watch this person or meet this person. You know, so that's going to be my thing. I'm looking to turn the self-expression project into, a, basically, it's always been a bridge. It's a bridge. You know, it's a bridge away from murky waters. Yeah. You just got to get across. If you swim across that pond, I'm reaching my hand out to you. And we have a long journey ahead of us. But first, you got to swim across the pond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so that's it. Interviewing people... You know, printing shirts that motivate others, collabing with people who want to print shirts that motivate others, music, clearly, you know, lots of stuff to do with meditation, tons of stuff to do with meditation, that's never changed. And yeah. the list goes on, any and everything to do with self-expression and motivating others to reach their higher self. Have you thought about, um, you know, beef, well, let me ask you, um, you know, we, we talk a lot about motivation. Yes. You know, let's talk to someone. Let's, someone's having a hard time right now. You know, they're having a tough time during the pandemic. They're having they're having a tough time in their life right now. Um, you know, what's some advice that you could give to someone who is dealing with this pandemic currently? Like, what is some advice about that? Uh, and also, let me uh, tack on to that question. 
what um, what would you give to someone uh, some advice about someone who's just um, either uh, um, just like being affected by the times and 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 uh, just what's going on in the world right now? I'll give you actually I'll give you a real time scenario of that. Somebody called me and said times are so rough it sucks. You know, blah, blah, blah. And it went on for 15 minutes. I didn't say anything. And I said, name a time in your life where things wasn't crazy, where things didn't suck, you know, when things weren't rough. When you hit the ground, you can either take a nap and get up and realize, okay, if I hit the ground, that's what it feels like. It's up to you to get up, though, you know? There's always going to be crazy in the world. There's always going to be unsettlement in the world. There's always going to be issues and problems and doubt and fear. But there's always going to be greatness and victory and finding out who you truly are and rising up to who you truly are and meeting people who will open up your realm and kick down doors with you. So one thing is the other, you know? So I get calls all the time and, you know, they ask me, so what, what, what's going on? I'm living. Well, how can you say that? I, I'm breathing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. As long as you are breathing, you can keep achieving. That's just, you know, that's my theory. Wow. It's wow. just my theory. Never waver. Never. There's somebody that you were meant to motivate. There's somebody that you were meant to enlighten. There's somebody that you were meant to pick up. Or vice versa. Yeah. If you stop, then who who's going to do that? Right. Somebody else might come along. It just won't be the same as if you would have done it. Right. Right. There'll be, there'll never be another for days. There'll never be another Jason Wright. There's, this is, this is our time to shine. You know, this is, uh, you know, let's let our lights burn bright. It's, uh, you know, keep moving forward. So I guess the advice to uh, all the listeners out there is, uh, never waver. Um, and yeah, never waver. And if you want to get a shirt that says never waver, uh, or some other really, really cool shirts, um, and that are completely created by the man that you've just spoken to for, uh, or you've just listened to for the last hour, uh, and you know, a personal friend of mine, uh, you can check out fidesdesigns.me. Yes, sir. And designs with a C. So it's, I'll spell it out for you. Ready? You F A D A Y Z for days designs d e s i g n z dot me m e and there you can get exclusive shirts from for days um shirts that say it's just really really cool stuff like it uh, i'll just read a, i'll just a couple off the top uh rep what you respect family is everything never waver kick rocks biatch <laughs> um, uh, what else uh, there is uh, um, I love Rep What You Respect um, there's a one of a, of a tape and it says this is my era um, never waver would you say that that's your that, that that's your that your that's your tagline or that's your philosophy that's the, the Fidesz Designs uh, that is, brand that is it yes so the the brand or the mark as I would like to say is never waver the philosophy is you are the adventure you seek. Yes. So if you stay stuck on a couch, well, you're stuck on a couch. If you walk outside, you never know what, you know, what adventure is going to, you know, come at you. 
You don't know. It could be good. It could be crazy. It could be bad. You know, it could be a mix of everything. You could meet the love of your life just walking around the block. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, my uh, so our advice is get out there. Get yes, sir. Out there. Um, today's it's been a it's been a great enlightening uh, conversation with you. Um, I'm gonna definitely listen to this again, and uh, this is some real gems that you dropped. Um, you know, for our listeners, and I, I just want to thank you 100% from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for days. Uh, I really appreciate you joining the show today. I hope that you join um, us in the future. Um, I would love to see what uh, it would be like for you and I to to, to interview other people um, who have the same sort of philosophy and build this culture that we that we both have kind of grown up with. So. Um, you know, I, um, I guess I'll say to the listeners, salute to the creators. If you're creating something right now, if you're creating anything right now, you're winning. Facts. Facts. This has been the oddball show. This has been Jason Wright and, um, and Fidesz from Fidesz Designs. Um, and you, uh, you guys be good out there. Uh, there's a, there's a, Crazy world waiting for you. Go grab them. <laughs> Go grab them. That's not a good word. I'm not gonna. I'm not to stop like that. Um, there's a crazy. There's a crazy world out there. Um, you know, and my my mom always says like this. Uh, what does she say? She says, um, you know, don't let the crazies out there get you. But I'm I'm. Uh, she always says some weird things like, don't let the crazies get you, which is funny because I'm one of the crazies. But you know, if 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 a, if, a, if a crazy. Uh, you know, I was, I was, for days I was like, I was like, man, what a smooth interview, smooth ass interview. Let's like, let's go out on a, on a, on a, on a, on a like, you know, a great tagline and boom. Wow. What a, what a, uh, anyway. Um, so this has been uh, the oddball show with Jason Wright. I've also been joined with Fidesz from Fidesz Designs. Um, it's been a really enlightening hour. Um, looking forward to the next time we see you. You stay safe. We'll stay safe. Keep creating. See y'all later. Hey there, all you mammals and Martians. This is Prof from The Oddball Show. If you've been tuning into our preposterous podcast and like what you've been hearing, why not pop over to iTunes and leave us a review? iTunes not your thing? Well, then come on over and follow us on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play Music, and Buzzsprout. Learn more about who we are at oddballmagazine.com and jplineproductions.com. Link up with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Send us a tasteful yet inspiring postcard, or just give us a holler in your nearest CB radio, good buddy. On behalf of Jason Wright and myself, thanks for listening to The Oddball Show, and stay tuned. It's been a really amazing hour. Looking forward to the next time we see you. Stay safe. Stay safe. Keep creating. Keep creating. See y'all later.